I have this particular song. I'll sing it for you, then I'll explain. So the song goes, Musenundi gamba muchi kubenchanjivamu so the song is in this world what am i doing in this world how do i want to be remembered in this world what am i doing and how do i want to be remembered so like every single morning um from age five all the way to before i came to the united states which is 12 we sang we sang that song every morning to remind us like what are we contributing to this world Welcome to Her Drive Podcast, a female-focused interview series with women of the world discussing their road trips to success. I'm your host, Cindy Cramblatt, a travel expert, business owner, and curious spirit with a knack for meeting fascinating women. Please join me as I hop in the passenger seat and chat with these ambitious women about what drives them, twists and turns, and those pedal-to-the-metal moments. Let's drive. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Her Drive Podcast. I am really excited about today's guest. We met almost three years ago um, at a travel fest that is for women. And um, I have never been to Tanzania. I've always dreamed of going to Tanzania. Um, And I'm excited to hear about just as journey and her company and share the whole story with you so welcome thank you so much um thank you cynthia it has been a journey um and i'm excited to be here amazing well thank you so why don't you tell everyone your name your company's name and what it is that you do um so my name is justa ludrangana i am from tanzania I was born and raised in Tanzania and then came to the U.S. at the age of 12. Um, But I have been visiting Tanzania, but like on the basis of like, let me say, this is most of the immigrants usually do this. They go back home if there's a wedding, if there's a funeral, if it's like something that's significant. That's when everybody goes home. So that usually was my journey back home. Um, but then it was one time my, one of my uncles introduced me to, um, to like the safari world or like to the world of like tourism, just seeing our country in a different perspective, just like how a guest who will come in or like a tourist will come in into a country and they want to see the most popular, this and this and that. So I was given that opportunity um, to be able to see my country in a different way as how all the tourists will see it. But then I also have the perspective of how a local um, experiences it on the same time. so when I went through that particular experience, it was it was mind blowing. I did not know that was my country. Um, so when I came back to the United States, I literally wanted to share it with like everybody. Um, but of course, <laughs> wanting wanting to do something and actually doing something, it always presents like um, it, there's always something that's missing. There's always and then you need to figure out what it is and then to be able to fill in the gap. Um, so that was my case. I like literally started scrambling, um, trying to figure out what I could do with the information that was given to me. Um, so that's how I ended up created in some form of way, um, the uh, Curious in Tanzania. 
um, because of out of my own fascinations for the country, but also wanting to share and also be a connecting bridge between, like, let me say, people living in the United States and also people in Tanzania. So that's what, um, like, here in Tanzania, what it basically does, it helps um, the first-time uh, travelers or like somebody who's looking for more of like a relaxed experience. Um, we do everything from curating the itineraries all the way to hosting them when they're in the country. Um, and it makes it easier for a person, especially a first time person on the continent of Africa and not knowing what's happening, not speaking the language, not understanding how the environment looks like, no GPS. There's like so much that is not, it's not the same as United States. It is the same in certain levels, but then it's also completely different from a person who has not been on the other side of the road, on the other side of the continent yet, and they need to adapt, but then they also need to have a great experience. Um, so that's when I come in and kind of be, we come in and be able to kind of alleviate that pain, uh, which I suffered um, the first couple of times when I went, mm-hmm. but then also I noticed that a lot about our first time visitors. Yeah, that's so, that's so beautiful. And I used to um, work as what's called a travel director. So essentially, um, hosting people on their vacations and and when they arrive it's like who's there to take care of them and and showcase the best of the best and act as someone who is a cultural expert to explain why people do the things they do and why things are different and be a friend um in the unfamiliar so i love what you're doing and i think it's great because you're kind of getting the best of both worlds um splitting your time between know New York and then obviously being in Tanzania um so prior to like deciding what this like I need to share Tanzania with everyone I need to create curiosity Mm -hmm. you know what were you doing like what's what's your story before that oh boy um before that I was completely fascinated and had a passion for nutrition um, and my passion start actually started like when I was in college, going into um, first year of college. Um, I've always known that I wanted to do something and form a way of giving back. I don't like that word though. Like finding a way to kind of be able to go back to my country and help in terms of like uh, when it comes to the healthcare field. So I started out with um, nursing, pre nursing. Um, and nursing was too much of a dirty job for me. So I was like, nope, blood and everything. I was like, no, I can't do that. So yeah, it was, everybody was going for nursing when we was going to school at that time. Cause that was a job that was supposedly paying. And within, um, two years you get your degree and you keep on moving. Um, but it did not catch my attention as much. And it was pretty much, I thought of it as a dirty job. Somebody else could do it better than I could. Um, so I moved on. I attended a nutrition class and I fell in love with nutrition. And I went like full force when it came to nutrition. I even lost like so much weight. Wow. <laughs> just by, yeah, just because like, you know, when you're like, you have a passion for something, you just go deep. Oh, you dive in. You, know, yeah. you dive in so much and you want to know everything. And then you 
also want to teach everybody about it or you want to try to advise everybody about it. Um, so like that was my, I went into nutrition and I ended up getting a master's degree um, in international nutrition. But my focus again was always to find a way to go back home and also be of service. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought like healthcare was one of the ways. And then when I felt nutrition, um, because there's a lot of, of course, in the rural areas, a lot of malnutrition, a lot of misunderstanding of what food is, uh, food in relationship to our bodies, our health, and how we could use like um, uh, our common resources to be able to provide for us. Um, that was, but then that was also my passion. Um, and I, I wanted to work for the UN, <laughs> which is so crazy, because I felt like the UN and was the pathway to get me back home. So it was always wanting to figure myself back home and contributing. Mm-hmm. So I thought the UN was that way until I find out they will probably have to take me to like some other country, which was probably not Tanzania as I was speaking and the paying portion of it. I was like, nope. <laughs> I was like, no, I don't think I am capable of like going to the UN. And then I ended up getting, when I, while I was doing my master's, I ended up getting a job here um, in New York as a um, clinical dietitian. So I worked um, full-time with my master's and then I also worked full-time as a um, clinical dietitian and also babysat on the side because I, I like needed to, I, we spent so much time working, working, working. Um, and then after that, I think altogether in the nutrition field, I've been a clinician for almost like 10 years, mm-hmm. worked in various hospitals, worked in private practice, but it, there was something that was missing. I was still not finding myself going back home. Although I used to take like, let me say like mini, um, whenever I go for like my parents, there's a celebration, there's whatever in terms of me, I used to go for that, but I still was not, I felt like I wasn't serving in my purpose mm. um, until I took that trip, which was more of like a tourist, the tourist trip, I guess you could say, mm. um, to kind of see how the other side of my country is, how tourism affects um, Tanzania. And then the beauty of it, I just kind of like fell in love with that. And then here we go back again, the same way I fell in love with like nutrition and went like full force pushing. It was the same way when I got into um, tourism and just understanding tourism in Tanzania, but also understanding how to start a travel company um, in the US and how to market um, specifically like a particular country. Um, like I came, I, I did not learn about it. I did not go to school for tourism or anything like that, but it was just, it was starting over from scratch and I dedicated myself to doing that. So that's how I ended up from this side to like on the other side. I love it. What a road trip. Yes. That's amazing. Well, I, I, before I didn't study tur- tourism either. Um, I studied journalism and political science and ended up becoming a travel director after being a lobbyist for a few years you know, but now I'm going back into journalism. So funny how we have these different like roads through life um, that intersect with each other once in a while, or you just completely go off-roading, which is kind of what you did. Um, and how, I mean, what was that moment when you're like, this is what I need to do. Like I need to start a tour company. And then how did you actually have the nerve to do it? Um, so it wasn't more like, I think the beginning portion of it, when I went to visit, mm-hmm. um, I had a couple of people who reached out to me within Tanzania and they were like, you should do, this is what tourism about. Um, so the tourism sector in Tanzania, they, so a lot of people focus on the, the, um, 
the the popular destinations and they look at almost like 10 percent of tanzania or less than 10 percent of tanzania which most of the time they're marketing um from the wildlife um to the beautiful beaches and probably like mount kiramanjaro which is like a tiny piece of what the country is about and that's why when i went into tourism that's what everybody else wanted me to do they were like you're in tourism and this is how they were defining it to me um this is what you're gonna do you're gonna do um, you're going to promote safaris, you're going to promote um, the climbing Mount Kilimanjaro, you're just going to promote Zanzibar, all the beautiful beaches, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I saw something different. I saw, um, I saw there was more, more to, um, to what the country has to offer. And as a local, I also wanted to share um, the experiences that people were seeking living in New York or living, especially like living in Brooklyn was very diverse. And we are always seeking for like new experiences or we always um, creating new experiences, uh, especially the millennial. Like we want to do more. We want to see more. We want to be active. We want to interact with people. We want to get immersed. We just want to understand, taste it, feel it. Like all those, like all our five, five senses. We want to, we want to, we want to feel, we want to do, feel, see, and touch like all of that. But like there's certain things that we would we are doing in Tanzania that's limiting, mm-hmm. and I saw that as an opportunity to be able to create something that will all your five senses you fill it, and instead of you just traveling or like just focusing on like the the less than ten percent of the country, I want to focus on like the hundred percent of the country. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to focus on the culture, the people. We want to when the people come back from Tanzania, when they're like let me say in New York, we want to we want to have like kind of like experiences in New York that remind them of the country they visited so they could be able to share it with other people. So it was just beyond just having a travel company. Like how do you define this thing that evolves and it's like, there's so much inside it. So that's what complicated things. Oh my God. But I love it because you're taking to the whole, a whole nother level. It's not just like, okay, I found this purpose. And it's going to be like everything else. You truly made it your own. You're building a community and really special. Wow. Yes. So yeah. like, were you nervous yeah. at all when you were switching careers and starting your own business? Um, I did it slowly and I've always done things slowly. So like I made a commitment to myself. Um, this was probably like six years ago while I was still working a full-time job as a clinical dietitian. I made it my commitment to spend at least two hours a day after work. So I'll work, let me say, nine to five and between six to eight, mm-hmm. I will focus on like, okay, let me let me do something that will lead me towards my my passion or my dream that I want to do. Um, so like I'll take those small measures. But before you know it, um, you start with two hours a day and then you end up increasing to four hours and then and then four hours times five days a week. And then the whole weekend is spending doing that particular thing that you love um, between doing research online to going to events to um, networking to just surrounding yourself amongst people who are alike. You're just finding yourself kind of like getting yourself immersed into whatever that you love. Mm-hmm. So that's how it ended up happening. Um, and then I ended up gravitating from moving away from nutrition little by little. And then I started increasing more on like the tourism end. And then one day it's just I cut that small string off and that was it. 
Wow. But it did not, no regrets. No regrets. At all. I was actually talking to my one of my uh, my actually talking to my ex-boyfriend who was there during the process of me going through all of this. And he was like, you have no regrets. Um, and do you ever want to go back to nutrition? Um, do you ever want to go back to working in a hospital? I was like, no. I was like, I never even thought of that. Like, I'm so okay with what I'm doing. I love what I do. I don't see like I made a mistake or anything like that. Ooh, that's so good. So were you, when, I mean, you were doing this slowly and some people were like, no, you just have to cut it and you have to force yourself and you have to put pressure on some people work really well that way. I'm like in the middle, you know? Um, and I like the doing and the building from comfort, you know, like mitigating the risk a little bit. But did you have stress when you were getting started? And if you did, what was it? So, so long ago, I always have stress all the time. Yeah. Well, how <laughs> do you deal with it now? How like do you deal some, with it now? Um, I usually take time out. Um, if I'm like extremely stressed out, you'll see me running like crazy. So like mm. I'll go outside for air. I'll just go running. I will meditate. Um, maybe even sometimes listen to gospel music, which is very helpful. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's what I do. Yeah. But running comes first. Running? Yeah. Like when running, running. Just like, just, I, I just have to run right now. <laughs> no, like, like running, like, yeah. And running shoes, like you go into the gym or something like that. Mm-hmm. That's what I usually do. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I feel like, um, there's so many great rituals and everybody has their own way of processing. And I believe in like ecstatic movement, you know, change this, change your body, make it more energized and like, you'll be more energized. It relieves stress. So good for you. Yeah. 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 I feel like, yeah, when, when, um, yeah, when you're stressed, like just go getting away from that particular activity and doing something else and then coming back to it. I think it helps a lot instead of you staying into it and wasting so much time, um, just kind of like not doing anything, going back and forth. Should I, should I not just move away from it, de-stress and then come back. I think that helps a lot. It helps me a lot. Oh, that's, that's magical. Yeah, totally. So what other rituals that you do daily, weekly, monthly? Um, affirmations. Cause, um, between, yeah, affirmations, I have the one thing, um, to build my, uh, belief, I guess a belief system. I, um, cause like as an entrepreneur, you go through, you question yourself a lot. Um, and you're questioning yourself. It's like, you're looking for like your belief. You want to build up your belief system. So like one of the ways I felt like, um, I was looking for like where the believers were. Um, and I like, I went from like Tanzania to here. It's like all the time I'm questioning myself and like what is happening. So like I made a decision to myself. I'm like, okay, so you know what? My belief system is very low where believers are. Um, I ended up finding a lot of believers are in church or like in uh, services. So like, I'm like, how do people believe something that's for, for a lot of people, it's not visible. Right. How do they believe in like heaven and like everything and like Christ and like all of that? Yes, everything is written, but like, how do you end up believing this? What is, what is the mechanics behind believing? Um, and I wanted to understand that. So like, I ended up going to like a lot of services and just seeing people actually just kind of like meditating 
taking it all in and practicing it on a daily basis. And that's how they were building up their belief system and adding like extra information to them, like reading the Bible or reading the Quran or reading like any religious um, notes where they're educating themselves and just kind of like, um, yeah, kind of building their belief system. So that's why I adapted. And like every Sundays, I do my diligence or best to kind of like end up in a service where um, for the week, I need to kind of like stimulate myself and kind of build up my belief system. Mm. So that's religion has like a lot to do with it. Wow, that's good. I think it's important for all of us to have something to to believe in or look towards or have some sort of nutrients that's soul-fulfilling. Um, and I pull nutrients from meditation, from music, from conversation is really where I find uh, the most refreshing mm-hmm. um, feelings. It's being around people who are uh, definite in their purpose and are good and have the best intentions and are really trying to honor what their divine purpose is, or if they don't know what it is, they're searching actively. Um, and also like being around people who've done it and it's like reminding yourself, Hey, I can do anything. And I can do that based on what I've done already with all the things I've already achieved. And also knowing that there's others who have, and if they can do it, we can do it. You know, it's just finding out the systems and the process and like you've done um, is immerse yourself. And I, I love that we're having this conversation because I just started this audio book yesterday um, and it's called Mastery yeah. by Robert Greene. And it is all about like not just being woo-woo and spiritual and be like, oh, everything's going to work out, which I totally believe in and like having that divine like faith but also understanding like and looking at the things that you're interested in and giving yourself permission to dive in and like to look at them because eventually you're going to find yourself living in your purpose authentically. So I love, exactly. I love yep. all of these things. They all stitch together. Exactly. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. And it's just like all the, in- I believe like all the information is out there. Um, especially for like us entrepreneurs, it's just to kind of like let go and and just go out there and just seek the information. It's available, it's accessible, and it's so much. But if you stay in your own little zones, you could never find out about all this information. So yeah, I know. And and you said a key word, and this is something I started a business a few years ago, which is um, bachelorette party planning, and I had done a a couple of attempts of doing like just female only trips abroad and it just wasn't successful. Like it was in my heart that I wanted to take women and like expose them to the world and share the world with the world. But I didn't realize the power of like networking. Like I'm an amazing networker, but I didn't realize like Mm -hmm. I needed to go out and be in front of people and talk about it. You can't just like market from a screen like you can, but you just, it's better when you go be with people and you learn from them and, and talk to them about what they want. Um, but so I use that for my bachelor business moving forward, you know, so when you're learning these lessons and you're like, you have these false things may not work out, um, but they didn't work out because you didn't have all the information or you weren't taking action where you needed to. So I applaud you because I saw you a second time. Was it a Voyager? I think you said it was a Voyager. It was like a women's event. There was a yes. panel with everyone. Um, it was so beautiful. Was like, this was last winter or two winters ago. I can't even remember. I think it's like two winters ago. Oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah. Two winters ago. <laughs> it's so long ago. Yeah. 
which is so crazy. Yeah. Voyage is like one of the really cool, supportive um, co-working spaces, I guess I should say, here in New York. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I've been here since the longest, but it's a very supportive um, environment to be in. That's great. I love that. Um, so for anyone listening who is trying to, you know, find their purpose or they have found it and they like need a little like boost to go after it, put the pedal to the metal, like what would you say to them? Um, I think like you said before, surrounding yourself with, um, people alike or looking for those people. If you don't have them in your connections, um, just kind of like going out there and seeking for them. Mm -hmm. Um, So a lot of networking also. Um, And and just take it easy, especially like if you are still like in a nine to five job, uh, don't think like you never have enough time to kind of like work on your dreams. Um, I did it. I put in one hour, I committed one hour a day and then two hours um, a day. And then like it went on to three hours, four hours. And now I'm like, oof, now I'm like 12 hours a day, <laughs> which is like crazy. But I love what I do. Yeah. <laughs> but like, it's great. But like, if you add up all those hours per week, you could be adding up like so much hours. And then before you know it, it's like, they say an ex- before you become an expert, it takes almost like 10,000 hours. Yeah. And that's average or probably like what, do you think it's like, six months or something, three or whatever, oh, long five years, time. I'm sorry, 10,000 <laughs> 10, hours is equal to five, right? five years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, five years. So that's when you are truly like an expert in your area because you've been focused on that. You've been consistent in whatever that you're doing. So just give it time and delegate, start, start out slowly and delegating your time little by little. Mm-hmm. And if you truly love it, you will see yourself becoming, uh, it's almost like a baby when you give birth to a baby, they start out tiny and then before you know it they're like 60 years old like us right? <laughs> just kidding I call this, yeah, like, I call this patient <laughs> progression you know like we want things to happen now and be immediate but um yeah it just doesn't, sorry it just doesn't I mean, work like that <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if you want things to happen very quickly, try playing the lottery if it happens <laughs> that quickly. Or like, or like go to the stock market and put all your money in and see how that's going to work out. Yeah. Even that, people take time to learn the skills and know what's happening. So nothing happens. Any quick schemes of people telling you that this thing is going to happen in an instant and put out... Oh, that's the other thing. Um um, as an entrepreneur, when you're trying to create something that's new, like when I was in my the beginning of what I was doing, I always used my money thinking that it was going to get me the results quicker. Mm. Um, but then I realized, like, let me say, for example, when I was uh, the website, I ended up dishing out almost like three grand um, to try to get somebody to do my website. But then I had no idea what I, what was my focus, what I wanted to do. I had no idea about branding. I had no idea about, um, like all the brand strategy and, um, the, the products that I had, like all these details I did not know, but then I gave, I just dished out my money to somebody who that person, because they're doing business, they accepted it. Um, I actually paid them like 180. Yeah. I know. I actually paid them like 1800 
and then the rest I was supposed to pay them later. But then when I got back my website, it was like a Word document because this is all everything that I put out for them. That's exactly what they put on um, uh, what is it on the website, and they split it out to me, and my money was all gone. So my recommendation is at least as entrepreneurs, just reserve your money a little bit, um, learn a bit of the skill, understand what you want to do, um, kind of understand where you want to go, and then invest in little increments. Um, mm-hmm. But then, of course, now when you come, you truly know what you want. You can be able to use the money, the capital that you have that you have delegated towards marketing, towards this, towards that. You could use it towards that. Um, but in the beginning, we end up losing. We end up spending a lot of money um, to pay for simple things yeah. that we're supposed to know. So, right. Yeah. That's, I mean, Which same crazy, for me. Yeah. Like, I learned, I, I've learned how to do, like, not everything, but, like, WordPress, document. Like, I can go in and edit my website and make a lot of changes and do all those things. Mm-hmm. It's very empowering to know how to do those things. I mean, you don't have to reach out to someone. And I totally agree with you. Like I'm someone who was like, you know, we look so far down the road and you're like, this is what it can be. Uh, but that doesn't mean you start yes, way up yeah, there. You, yeah. you, like, you get there, you, you eat the elephant one bite at a time, so to speak. Um, yeah. And yeah. like, and why so you I would your say probably, yeah, I would say probably invest in education, just like how you said, learn how to, how, how to do the website, how to do this, like take the courses yeah. that will guide you and it will give you like a long-term thing versus paying somebody else to just do it. And then you come back, you don't even know how to operate the back end of whatever that you're doing. That's amazing. Well, yeah. I have um, a more personal question for you. Um, if you were going to go back in time, and I love this question, if you're going to go back in time and talk to a younger a younger you um uh would you with what age would you be and what would you say to to younger you um oh boy what age probably like 12 and that's the same age i got here in the united states um I actually wanted to go back home when I got here. It was way too, it was too weird. <laughs> the U.S. was way too weird. It was way too cold, way too everything. Yeah. And I wanted to kind of like go right back. Um, I would tell her to be patient, um, learn more, um, and hold on to your culture. Ooh. That's, that's exactly it. Just, just hold on to what you have because you never know how you could be how you could end up using that because that could be your 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 um your vehicle to whatever that you want to do just hold yeah. on to it wow that's so it's yeah. so powerful it's like roots of origin are so critical aren't they yeah they are, they are. we always forget that we always run away and then sometimes we end up finding ourselves back at the same exact thing that um that we were running away from so yeah mm-hmm. Always. Uh, yeah, I feel the same way. Like now that I've accepted where I grew up, I grew up in a really um, small, I call it corn, cow, and coal country uh, in Ohio. And mm-hmm. I used to be embarrassed that I grew up there. And like, I didn't know certain things and I didn't have sushi until I was 19 years old. And I had never been on an airplane until I was 15 and just like all these things. And then the more I was out there exploring the world and traveling, I realized there's a lot of beauty in like where I grew up and like, simplicity of my life and I know things about like animals that people will never know and like have 
so many other little mm. blessings, right? And like this really beautiful soul and uh, value system that was instilled in me from the community that I built, I, I was built in and grew up in. So I think it's so important to like embrace our roots. I love that you said that. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I realized at the end. I'm like, just if all fails, just look back at who you are and just kind of like start from there. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. looking forward, like down, like through your windshield, what's coming up next? What are you looking forward to? What are you planning? Like, what what do you desire moving forward? Um, moving forward, twenty twenty is going to be an exciting year. Yeah. Um, we have like great, we have like amazing curated experiences that we've put together. Um, I guess I could talk about two of them. One of them, we actually doing a ten day trip, uh, which would be like a, it's like a cultural retreat. Um, which this cultural retreat will take you from Uganda, which is our neighboring country, and I also went to Uganda, and then we'll do like a road trip all the way to my village in Bukoba. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from Bukoba, you learn all about like our cultural history because we come from like a royal family. Mm-hmm. So like you'll be able to kind of tap into what the royal family was all about, how we live our lives. And then we'll move on to like the city and then we'll go to Zanzibar, which is like the Caribbean's times 100 mm-hmm. uh, with the beautiful beaches, it's, like super beautiful. Um, but that whole trip is all dedicated towards for those who want to understand more about like culture. So that's what we're calling it, like a cultural retreat um and it's like two countries in one in one trip which is like really amazing um the food is going to be really good um everything is curated really well the hotels that you're staying at it's like boutique hotels that tell stories of the different towns that people are going to be visiting um of course you i'll be guiding the trip with my team um and then what's the other trip that's really good oh the other trip will be climbing mount Kilimanjaro. Mm. and going for a bunch of safaris. Of course, we can't forget about um, like all cultural experiences, dancing, um, eating a lot. We have a culinary <laughs> trip that's coming up too. Oh so like all the trips, yeah, all the trips are kind of like to to give you an introduction to what the country, like a well curated mm-hmm. introduction to what the country is about. Um, I predominantly work with like our local team who are like really good at what they do. So the chefs are real chefs in particular restaurants and we'll probably either go to their restaurants or they'll come to us to kind of teach us and show us how everything is done Mm. to like the musicians, the dancers, like this is all community involvement. Um, And I'm looking forward for like 2020, 2021 Mm. to even bring in more people to be able to experience those experiences. Mm. Um, But then also like more on the business to business, we do host um, a lot of groups that are coming in. Um, let me say there was one year, two years ago, three years ago, we hosted like TED Global um, mm-hmm. when they were having their conference in um, in Arusha in Tanzania. So we are the ones who kind of coordinated some of their work and we curated like one of their most amazing experiences. Um, so we do work with like um, business to business. So like people who are working, uh, who are bringing people together to go on trips, we work with them to kind of curate the experiences. And we have, I think right now locked in is like six or seven of them for 2020. And we are working on like 2021. Um, so yeah, so like the experiences are great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, As someone who, um, used to help design trips and like my business, uh, creates trips for girls in Miami, Puerto Rico, like 
there's nothing like having an authentic experience and then also be like I've been on all sides of it so it's like appreciating it enjoying yeah. it operating it building it and I am so excited for you because I know how much work goes into this and like there's also a lot of joy in like exploring and figuring out and stitching together yeah. all the magical pieces right yeah and then you're gonna see yep. the life that's, that's what I love the most yeah yeah yeah, and you just sit back and just watch everybody taking it all in and being surprised and enjoying it. You're like, oh, this is so cool. I should shed a tear. Yeah, and what you're <laughs> like doing it's, is so magical. It's just amazing. What you're doing is facilitating. Yeah. You're, you're facilitating, like, the memory-making and, and, like, dreams happening for people. That is beautiful. That's so positive and it's so yeah. beautiful. And that, that is giving back to your country, but also to people visiting and it expands them and lets them see a, a new side of the world and themselves. And like, that's a life changer. Yeah. That's the thing. Uh, yes. The guests are really great. I like, they get surprised so well, but then the other person who surprises me is the locals. Uh, um, just seeing people accept whatever they, they have created, which is like, they just look at me, they're like, just that we did not know this is like this, this is this, like people are so, people are crying over um, this experience that we're showing them. Like we, we did not know how impactful this is and people are missing this, this is, but this is my daily life. Yeah. And I'm like, yes, but this is, this is what people are seeking. So like yeah. just empowering like our local, our, our fellow, especially women um, within like the villages, mm-hmm. cities or whatever, um, just empowering them and telling them their stories matter or their creativity matters also. And then when people come to visit, that's when the evidence just kind of kicks in and it's, it's like they see it and they're like, oh my God, we couldn't believe this. How could I continue doing this? Wow. Wow. That's so which is, Yeah. Which is it's great. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I'm that's sorry. why I love going back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Because we get so trapped in our lives and like what we consider just as they say, like, oh, this is just me living my life. And you need somebody who's an outsider to be like, wow, no, what you're doing is amazing. I love that. Wow. Thank Correct. you. For yeah, Thank you for creating this and like creating these amazing moments. It's beautiful. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank uh, you for creating this platform and having us kind of speak on it. Of course. I mean, Her Dive is all about sharing the stories of women and the hope is for listeners to feel inspired that they can go out and do what they want to do or continue on the path that they're on um, and celebrate each other and our uniqueness and like the fact that you decided that what you didn't, you were doing didn't, didn't sustain you or support you anymore and you decided to take action and freaking go off-roading and create something that's even more magical and like to see you smiling is really nice (laughs) (laughs) thank you you're welcome well do you have anything else you'd like to share with uh the audience um yes i probably might surprise you so like (laughs) when i went to school you're like yeah so i went to school in uganda um for my primary school and this is, I think I went, I started going first grade, it was like five years old or four years old, very early. And it's like a different country. Um, I think in Uganda by then there was like a war going on, like a civil war, which I don't know why my parents took me there for that. Um, but while we were in school, it was a boarding school, beautiful, beautiful um, 
experience that I had there. It was um it was a Catholic school, nuns were there and they treated us really well. But like every single morning we woke up, um, they always reminded us, um, I have this particular song, I'll sing it for you, then I'll explain. So the song goes, So the song is, in this world, what am I doing? In this world, how do I want to be remembered? In this world, what am I doing? And how do I want to be remembered? So like every single morning um, from age five all the way to before I came to the United States, which is 12, we sang, we sang that song every morning to remind us like what are we contributing to this world so the same song still keeps up with me (laughs) and um every morning when I wake up when I'm in doubt of myself I always sing that to myself (sighs) and now like whenever I go to speak somewhere I always remind people of that particular song so yeah so what are you doing in this life how do you want to be remembered um yeah that's the five six year old me um always remembering that so yeah Oh, that's so beautiful. I love it. <laughs> and there's, like, I always try to like, listen to something inspirational in the morning, like when I first get up. Even when I'm blue, I want to play something positive. Yeah. And it always, I mean, it changes. You know, I think there's nutrients in everything, but lately it's been this song, um, Black is Night uh, by Nico and the Medicine, Medicine for the People. And then a lot of sat song. Um, and it's just so important to like, frame that and I love that it was like ingrained in you from such like a little tiny thing yeah yeah wow. we used to get so pissed when we were younger <laughs> it's like why do you make me sing this song <laughs> but then we all got like caught up to it. we kept on singing like just regularly yeah um and while we were while I was in Uganda of course I learned how to um to crochet uh-huh. um so like from crocheting I ended up buying my first car here in the United States um from crocheting mm-hmm. Um, which is like, uh, but I've always been an entrepreneur to say that. <laughs> I so love crazy, it. So. Yeah. Yep. Mm. Yeah. That's so beautiful. Wow. She's amazing. Thank mm. you. Yeah. Thank you. You're like tearing up. I know. Oh I, I'm crying. I, I lo- I'm like crying. I'm so inspired okay. and happy. <laughs> Get up. <laughs> Oh my God. It was so good speaking to you. I'm like so honored. Um, thank you so much for preserving this time. I know time is everything, um, but thank you so much for oh helping us share our story. I'm so excited um, to world. share it. Sorry. And I'm so excited to share it and you're, you know, you're totally welcome. And thank you for sharing space with me and us and everyone. Um, uh, as I said, I haven't been to Tanzania yet, but I'm like, okay, now I know who I want to go with when I'm there. <laughs> um, and can you tell everyone you need where to where come to Tanzania? You? Yes. <laughs> um, so when it comes to the social medias, they could go to Curious on Tanzania. Everything. It's like just type in Curious on Tanzania, um, and it's not about, but it's on Tanzania. So and any of the social medias from Facebook, Instagram. Um, what else is there? <laughs> everything. The website is also curious. Everything. So the website is also curious on Tanzania. So and then you should be able to find us. Yeah. So easy. Yeah. I mean, you you come up first whenever I search you. You have great Google Google ability. Um, but just oh, thank yes. you so much. <laughs> thank you so much for thank your time. Thank you so much. Yeah, for your contributions, for your everything, and um, I look forward to seeing you and traveling with you soon.
Thank you so much. This was great. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Her Drive with Cindy Cramblett. If you want to know more about today's guest or know a fascinating woman you'd love for me to interview, please see the show notes, visit Instagram or her-drive.com. And please, 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 if you love the show, leave a review on iTunes. Thanks for riding along and subscribe to join our next woman and her drive to success.